0: Well, hello, everyone, and happy playoff season from your league managers. And we are here with a league manager roundtable uh, like we try to do every year as we uh, look at where we're at heading into the playoffs. We kind of are, are going to spend some time recapping our predictions, our preseason predictions that we made and uh, maybe uh, allow ourselves to, to be made fun of a little bit here. As I, I haven't looked over it as in-depth as Andy has, but I, I don't believe we did too terribly well in our predictions and so we'll get into that. Uh, we'll also look at the, the matchups in wildcard uh, week one of the playoffs and just kind of look at uh, what we think is going to happen and of course um, anything uh, can, can change and, and um, in the playoffs we've seen crazy things happen in this league we've seen wildcard teams win it all and so we know that this is kind of a reset on the season it's a new beginning for all these teams, and, and really, you just got to win. Um, you got to win four weeks, uh, and if, you're, if you got to buy, uh, then you got to win three games, and so uh, from this point on, it's a new season, and uh, there are uh, 12 teams still fighting for a PTFL championship, and then the other eight uh, have locked in their draft picks uh, for next season. So uh, we're going to just jump right in. Uh, I'll I'll go ahead and uh, congratulate our winners of the divisions, and then I'll look at the playoff uh, matchups that we have this week. In the Northeast Conference, uh, Baltimore locked up the top seed and won the division, and uh, the Bears, uh, they locked up their division and the number two seed. So those two teams in the uh, NEC, they're going to have buys this week. They're, They're just watching from the sidelines. Uh, I don't know how much scouting there is in fantasy, but they're scouting their opponents and uh, just getting their game plans together as they plan for that divisional round next week. Uh, and so those two uh, division winners get the bye. And in the Southwest Conference, the Rams locked up the top seed and the Bengals, uh, winning their division, locked up the second seed. Um, in both conferences, 11-2 was good enough to win uh, the conference in the regular season, and 10-3 and was the, the mark uh, for, uh, that second place spot. And in both conferences, there were also, uh, one other 10 and three teams. Uh, and, uh, those teams just were not division champions. And so they are a wild card teams. So each, each division, uh, is almost a mirror of one another. The only difference is in the Southwest conference, uh, the fifth and sixth seed both have losing records at six and seven. Uh, Whereas in the Northeast Conference, uh, the fifth seed had a seven and six record as the Eagles and the Packers snuck in at six and seven. And so uh, in the uh, in this first round, we won't be seeing the Ravens and Bears in the Northeast Conference. We won't be seeing the Rams and Bengals. And so that leaves this week's matchups uh, to be the Giants and Packers. So this is two uh, people from the same division battling it out in the Wild Card round and then the Titans and the Eagles. Uh, That'll be our Northeastern Conference wildcard, those two matchups. And then we also have in the Southwestern Conference, we've got the Steelers and the Broncos. Um, And we also have the Dolphins versus the Cowboys. Both of those matchups are divisional matchups, I believe. Yes. And so uh, this is just, uh, this is the third opportunity for these teams to face each other this year. And so, we can dig into the numbers, see how they did against each other. But before we dive into our predictions for Giants, Packers, Titans, Eagles, Steelers, Broncos, and Dolphins, Cowboys, uh, I wanted to kind of uh, throw out a couple statistics that I thought were interesting as I was looking over the spreadsheet and looking over our league records and info tab uh, on, the, on the spreadsheet. And I wanted to point out and congratulate that the Rams uh, were the overall points record holders this year, and uh, they um, did not score the most points we've ever seen, but from my estimation, they scored the second most points we've ever seen. The Bengals still hold that record at 1467, and uh, the uh, Rams uh, got close to that at 1455 this year in the regular season. And so um, congratulations to the Rams. Uh, it may be some small consolation to you, but I know that you want to get that, uh, the championship trophy way more than you want to get a, a points champ um, uh, trophy, so to speak, or, or accolade. And I want to point out uh, just two small things that, uh, and Andy mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I wanted to point out um, Cincinnati uh, has tied Uh, Brett in Carolina and Andy in Chicago Uh, so Michael in Cincinnati has tied Brett and Andy at four consecutive playoff berths Um, however uh, Michael in Cincinnati is the only one that is is current on that even though Andy made the playoffs this year uh, there was a break in in 2019 I believe Uh, yeah in 2019 uh, and And then I think you picked it back up last year. Uh, So the the active streak right now at four uh, Cincinnati has tied the record and has a chance next year to put that to five consecutive playoff berths. So that's something to keep an eye on. And I'm sure we'll bring that up again next year. And then uh, with uh, like we mentioned, the playoff seeds being determined, we also have our draft picks for the bottom eight in the league. Locked in. And so the top three picks are Atlanta at one, Houston at two, and Kansas City at three. And so those three teams are pretty excited about their top three picks. And uh, as you're looking through the least points each season, just wanted to point out that the Ravens uh, were the least points scored in the league in 2018 and 2019. And now they won the conference here in 2021 and so that's what these three teams atlanta houston and kansas city are hoping for is that they have a turnaround like that that they draft well that they make uh smart decisions and that they uh, can kind of turn things around and uh, they maybe follow the model of the ravens as matt has done a great job over in baltimore so i've done enough talking enough rambling but i think that kind of sets the stage for our week one before we get into predictions, I'll toss it over to you, Andy, and you can let us know how uh, trusted we can be when it comes to predictions and how well we uh, usually get these things – how how often we usually get these these things right.
1: Yeah, well, um, I will say this season we weren't as good at them as we were last year. Um, But one quick point, point though. um, Kansas City is not the number three pick. San Fran is. Because Kansas City and San Fran tied, they never played each other, and San Fran has less points scored.
0: Gotcha, cool. I think I messed so. up because I went by uh, Fan Tracks instead of looking, but now that I'm looking here on the standings, that is correct. So the if you if you've looked on Fan Tracks to see the order, uh, I advise you to go to our PTFL standings tab on our spreadsheet, and that shows the final standings. Uh, and more accurately. So thanks for pointing that out. I did not catch that until just now.
1: Yeah, no problem. I mean, I think fan tracks actually um, uses division record as like the first thing they look at instead of like the, the points scored and all that, which is not how we do it. So that's why they're different. But um, as far as predictions go at the beginning of the season, all of us were dead wrong about the North division. We all chose Tennessee and know we were looking good up to about week six or so and then um cody decided to start trading everybody and um baltimore took that opening and ran with it um so we did not do well in the north division um in the east division uh trent and travis were correct by picking me everybody else picked new england so we were all wrong there uh in the south division i was wrong i picked dallas uh come on, Mikey, you got you to help a brother out here. And uh, everybody else picked Los Angeles, which, you know, they were the, the big favorite for most people going into the year because all the pre- offseason moves. And in the West Division, I continued my over streak and streak uh, by picking Kansas City. And then only Brett had Cincinnati to win the division. Every, the other guys all had Pittsburgh. So they were close. They was, you know, neck and neck between those two teams.
0: And, and, you know, Brett isn't on here. He couldn't make it tonight, but I do want to give Brett some props because I I remember him having to fight a little bit in that that pick when he said Cincinnati and we were all going Pittsburgh. Uh, he, he stuck his neck out there, and he was pretty confident in it and just said, I think you're sleeping on these guys, and I think they're going to win it. So uh, kudos to you, Brett.
1: Yep, for sure. He I mean, we also have some dark horse picks that are still, like, you know, with the teams making the playoffs, we're not really sure where they're going to finish yet, but we have some solid dark horse picks that we have to consider. I I, I reached out for mine, and I threw out Las Vegas, and I don't think it really constitutes being a good pick right now. Um, Trent, you picked New York, so he's, you know, Travis is still going strong. Um, however, Travis picked Detroit, so that doesn't really, you know, he didn't make the playoffs, didn't really do too well sub 500 team logan picked cincinnati so there we go and then brett picked baltimore as his dark horse which you know he didn't pick to pick to win the division none of us did so that i think is a pretty pretty solid dark horse pick there so we'll see how the the rest of the playoffs play out when it comes to looking at those yeah so let's
0: let's jump right into giants packers so uh, I'll, I'll toss this over right now. We've got both these guys on the podcast. So I'll let Andy talk first and then we will, uh, we'll, 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 let, uh, Logan give his thoughts before we kick it over to Travis, uh, because Logan is the sixth seed. We'll give him the, uh, the first run at, at his thoughts on this. And then I'll close with some thoughts, but Andy, what's your, what, a, what's your outlook on giants versus Packers this week in round one?
1: Well, I mean, you can't really go off the matchup preview too much because Logan has some buys that he's got to fill. And I think a lot of it comes down to how invested into this playoff run is Logan. Because there's a couple moves he can make that could really strengthen his odds, but it might be at a detriment to his team next year. For example, Chubba Hubbard is sitting on on his practice squad and he's got bye week holes and Hubbard is now the starter. So he could... Promote him onto a rookie contract and escalate that clock for this year instead of next year and have a solid running back out of nowhere going into the playoffs. But also looking at it, Denver and Green Bay both have quarterbacks on buys. Denver is also one spot above Green Bay in the waiver wire. So if you look at the free agent quarterbacks, and if you guys both decide you want to go for Teddy Bridgewater, well, that waiver wire is going to come into play, or do we people take chances with somebody like Taysom Hill or um, Baker Mayfield? You know, like there's there's some mental chess to be played between Green Bay and Denver as far as like who's Denver going to claim with that first waiver pick, and then who's Green Bay going to get after him. So I think once those kind of get figured out, we can have get a better grasp of look at everything. But, I mean, New York's got such a strong team. It's very hard to root against them right now in this matchup. Even though I, having to play the highest remaining seed, would much rather Green Bay win so I could play one of the other two teams than New York, I, I don't know if I could see it happening. Are these guys just pawns in your little game, Andy? I mean, if, if Logan wants to help brother out and beat Travis – you know, that's, that's a big move right there. Yeah. You're not going
0: <laughs> to complain. All right. So Logan knows the task ahead of him. Logan, what's your thoughts? Wow. Well, um,
2: yeah. I think the odds are definitely stacked against me here. Um, Travis has got a great team and uh, you know, Joe Mixon has been on an absolute tear right now and he's the, re- I mean, he's a big part of that team a big reason for for, uh, New York's success. So um, I think that just like early in the season when Green Bay upset New York, it took literally every single person on my team scoring touchdowns, people that no one thought was going to get anything. um, And that's what it would take. It would take a couple of down performances from New York, plus everything going right for Green Bay in order to stun the world, you know, and kind of pull a Tim Tebow in at Heinz Field on him. Um I don't foresee it happening. Uh but crazier things have happened. So we'll we'll keep our hopes alive for one more week.
0: So you're telling me there's a chance. You got that right. <laughs> All right. What are your thoughts, Travis?
3: Oh man Looking at it, I mean, it looks like such a juicy matchup, but I I don't want to be too overconfident. Um, I got a little bit of injury issues going on right now. Uh, Mixon, as you mentioned, got a little bit of a neck problem right now. Debo, Debo was having such a great year, and hurt his groin. Um, they're hopeful that he can play this week, but groin injuries usually linger. Got a couple of bye weeks going on. Damian Harris, who just uh. Damien, yeah, Damien Harris. I was getting them mixed up. Damien Harris hurt himself also last night. Um, got a couple guys coming back, you know, Aaron Jones, uh, Mike Evans, which Mike Evans is going to show up. It scares me a little. I got some guys playing. I got my quarterback playing my defense. Um, not something I like to do, but it it's going to be tough for Logan to overtake my Giants. Can't say I couldn't see it happening because he's done it this year already. Um, I hate to pick myself, but I have to. I, I think I'm moving on.
0: Yeah, there will be no judgment coming from me that you picked yourself. In this situation, I think it is tough right now because there's the the holes in the lineup that need to be filled. Um, but, but right now, there's almost 60 points separating, and, and you're just not going to get waiver wire guys that are going to score 20 points each. So even if he fills those slots with good players, you're still looking at, you know, a 30 to 40 point gap, and it's going to take a lot of your guys missing with injury. Um, I think a couple of those guys would have to miss because of injury. And then um, you'd have to have some down performances. I, I don't think I will say this. I do think that there is a, a good possibility of it being closer than projected, Um, but I still, I still agree. I do think the giants are going to uh, march on and I guess I'm, you know, I don't have much to be happy about this year with the way that my Texans played. So I'm going to toot my horn here and say, go giants as my dark horse team, Uh, just keep on riding on Mr. Dark horse. And so let's move on to the next matchup. And uh, we look at uh, the Titans and the Eagles, and so I'll just go ahead and give my two cents worth here. Uh, the Eagles here, uh, even though they are the five seed over the four seed Titans, I'm gonna, I'm going to go with the Eagles. That's not super uh, dramatic of a projection because or prediction because they are uh, the Eagles are projected to get the win. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes keeps uh, Tennessee in the matchup. Uh, Antonio Gibson can be dangerous, but other than that, I mean, I feel like a lot of Tennessee's talent has been traded off and, uh, the Eagles got healthy. You know, I remember in the off season when they traded, uh, for DK Metcalf and they had James Robinson and you've got Kareem Hunt, uh, you've got Cordero Patterson, who's been a surprise this year. I mean, don't sleep on the Eagles. I'm not saying that they're going to light the world on fire, but I do think, uh, they're going to win this matchup. And I think they're going to do so. Um, not, not in a landslide by any means, but I, I think that it's unre- not unreasonable to think that Philadelphia is going to get a win here. Uh, it's at least a 10-point victory. i like them to win this week. i like Russell Wilson to go off against the Texans um, and DK Metcalf involved in that. I know that Seattle spreads it around quite a bit, but I still think they'll uh, utilize uh, him. I know Zach Ertz got in the end zone. Uh, now that he's playing for Arizona, it kind of opens up some opportunities uh, that he didn't have before. And uh, I see a little red flag by Kareem Hunt with a calf, questionable, but uh, he's in the game. I really like the Eagles to win this one. Uh, we'll kind of go in reverse order. I'll kick it over to, to Travis. What are your thoughts on the Eagles versus the Titans?
3: My, my first thought is actually remembering back to the trade deadline and – one of the big trade partners with Tennessee was Philadelphia. and I'm kind of looking at a lot of these guys that Cody had, which kind of scares me because Cody's team was scary back then. And if, if Russell Wilson and DK can, can get, you know, start cooking again. And if James Robinson gets some more carries like he's been calling for, you know, Patterson's been hot all year, you know, Elijah Mitchell and Kareem Hunt, this could be a scary team. This team could make a really deep run. Um, You know, and you look over to Tennessee, and it's, you know, besides Mahomes and Gibson's been getting a lot more work, um, this team just doesn't really have a whole lot to offer besides maybe Brandon Ayuk. So I think uh, this one's not going to be very close, uh, and I think Philadelphia is going to take it this round.
0: All right, what are your thoughts, Logan?
2: And when I look at these two rosters, I see hot and cold across the board which Patrick Mahomes, which Russell Wilson are you going to have? Is he going to be cooking or is he going to kind of be like the Russell Wilson that we've seen this year, not being the historic Russell Wilson, um, Patrick Mahomes. He's kind of had a, a down couple of weeks here. Well, uh, really a, a down month, really outside of an outlier 36 point game, but um, uh, you know DK Metcalf, another one. James Robinson really had a stinker last week. Um, guys, a lot of these guys are capable of having big games. Will they? You know, who's going to show up? Um, I, one key key up, uh, uh, player I see here is first off for Philadelphia. Elijah Mitchell is questionable with the concussions. So who knows with those protocols, um, you know, they, they played on Monday night, I think, right. Or it said he went into the concussion protocol to uh, yesterday. So we'll see there if he's able to play. Um, and then Brandon Ayuk for Tennessee, you know, uh, we already mentioned Debo Samuel uh, having some groin issues. If Debo Samuel doesn't sign up that, that escalates Brandon Ayuk in, in San Francisco's offense. So uh, could it could be a matchup to watch right there? I th- I think I am actually going to uh, go in Tennessee's favor here and pick the upset. Um, even though we traded off a lot of those pieces, you know I, I think the hot and cold performances. I'm going to say Darnell Mooney is a surprise factor in Green Bay on Sunday night. Josh Reynolds been seeing more more touches, um, and I think Brandon Ayuk is going to be a difference maker. Um, in this one. So I'll take the upset here.
0: Awesome.
1: All right, Andy, what are your thoughts? You know, Eliza Mitchell was exactly where I was going to start. That concussion protocol changes a lot of the landscape for Eagles. Um, if, if he can't play and you put somebody in like Gerald Everett or Rashard Higgins into that spot, which is what his bench pretty much has to be. That projection is now like 96 to 84 or 92 to 84. Potentially. But here's a big thing to look at. If if you look at the spreadsheet um, in the standings tab to the right, you'll see a yearly stats analysis where we kind of just keep track of everybody's points scored and find their averages and all that. You'll see Cody has an average of like 109 on points scored for the year. But here's the funny part: weeks one through six, he was averaging about 120. Weeks seven through thirteen, he's averaged 86 points, which is basically spot on for where his projections at. But say, do that same time frame, week seven through the end of the season, Philadelphia has averaged 83 points. They've had some good weeks and some really bad weeks. They've gone from a 110 to 68 to 70. Like It has been very up and down. I think this is going to be a much closer game than anybody has talked about. And I think Tennessee with, as Logan said, Ayuk, Mooney, and Gibson are going to just ride the hot hands and beat up on the Eagles this week. All right.
0: And so, uh, correct me, was it two and two, Travis? Were you going? Yeah, so we split this one. That will be interesting to see. I think, uh, personally, uh, I know that these guys are invested in Giants-Packers, but uh, to me, I think this Titans-Eagles matchup and I think the Cowboys-Dolphins matchup are the two matchups that I'm most intrigued by. Uh, as far as just the closeness and, and how it could how it could play out. Well, let's look at Steelers Broncos. We'll stay with you, Andy. What are your thoughts on Steelers Broncos?
1: Well, I kind of touched on this already with um, when talking about Green Bay, but Denver's got a lot of bye weeks to fill too. You know, it's one of those twists of you know you need to win your division to avoid the bye week stuff this week. Um, so, whoever gets Bridgewater or Taysom Hill you know, that could determine their matchups. Um, I think Denver's going to have a much harder, uh, well, I can't say much harder because Logan's got an uphill battle, but Denver is going to have one as well. There's not a lot of, you know, Melvin Gordon's got a flag next to his name. You know, I just don't see a lot of people that I have faith in on the current Broncos roster that I think could put up 85 plus points, which I don't think Pittsburgh scores that low, but you're going to have to at least get like around 85 to even have a hope, you know, in in this stage of the game. So I think it's Pittsburgh and I think it's going to be pretty clearly Pittsburgh.
0: Yeah, I'd have to agree. I, I I don't want to add too much here. I just, I couldn't agree more that I just don't see a pathway for the Broncos adding enough talent to get in this matchup. It's just, it's just too far of a spread, even if they get good guys off the waiver wire and they're just their roster, even the guys they have in place. Now it'd be different if they had some cornerstones, really strong options. And they're just supplementing that with some, but you would, there's a good chance right now that you'd be adding people off the waiver wire who are highly higher projected than the guys he already has. And so um, just, I I think it's seals all the way. What are your thoughts on this? Logan?
2: Yeah, I, I picked the Steelers to win it all this year, so I'm sticking with that. If you look at this, um, I know he's got Devontae Adams still sitting on the bench as well. You know, he's going to get promoted up to uh, the active roster now. Um, yeah, I mean, this. I don't think it's going to be much of a contest. It's, it's just too many holes to fill for Denver. Um, you know, and even at full strength, Without those buys, it's still an uphill climb. Pittsburgh is just a really tough opponent.
0: Travis, are you kind of in the same boat as us?
3: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, I was going to mention the Devonte Adams thing too, which only makes you know his points projection even, even the spread even more. So, um, yeah, I picked Pittsburgh. Excuse me, I picked Pittsburgh also uh, to win it all, although they disappointed me a little bit this year. Um, I don't think this is the week they get knocked out. I'm taking Pittsburgh in a blowout. All right.
0: And that leaves us to our final matchup, Uh, the Cowboys and the Dolphins. I'm excited about this one. Uh, I believe – and correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, but I believe I I predicted that the Rams would win the division – but that the Cowboys would come as a wild card team, and uh, I don't know if I said beat Pittsburgh or lose to Pittsburgh. I think I said yeah, they would lose to the Titans in the championship. So I was wrong uh, about that. Uh, I mean, obviously Tennessee could still, uh, you know, I'm not officially wrong, but my I would say where I'm standing now. Uh, I, I don't feel the same way I do about did about the Titans. I think if they got to that top of that mountain, that would just be miraculous. I think they would have to really, especially just after trading away so much talent. Um, but I did, just going from the Southwest Conference side of things, I did believe that the Rams would win the division and that the Cowboys, as the wild card, would sneak all the way to the championship. And I think I'm going to stick with that. I think that the Cowboys, they have underperformed I think that they they're they're the highest projected team in points this week. And I feel like week after week, they, they have underperformed, you know, they've got such a stacked lineup. Lamar Jackson, Jackson is, is a beast. And uh, Jamar Chase has shown, uh, shown up this year. He, obviously he hasn't been uh, like an MVP candidate type guy, but for a rookie, he's really producing. And CeeDee Lamb of course can be hit or miss, but, um, when, when, he goes off, he can really go off. And so, uh, I don't want to discount the dolphins. Kyler Murray has had a great season. Uh, James Connor has been running really well in Arizona and, uh, Cooper cup has been playing lights out. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think this is going to be a landslide victory. I think this is going to be a very, very close matchup. I'm excited about it. It's a projected about a 17 point victory for the Cowboys right now but I'm, I'm going to predict the Cowboys win by less than five. It's going to be a good game, and I think it's going to be closer between the 110 and 120 range uh, up where the Cowboys are projected. So we'll toss it back over to you, Travis. What do you think about this matchup?
3: So the first thing I see is Monday night football, the Rams are taking on the Cardinals. He has Kyler Murray, James Conner, Cooper Cup all going in that game, and Rondale Motor. I think that's going to be an extremely high-scoring game. Cooper Cup has been one of the top receivers this year. Uh, James Conner, when he catches fire, he really catches fire, and we know what Kyler Murray can do. And then I see you know, Lamar Jackson playing Cleveland, and they just played, I think, at the end of November, and it wasn't really much of a fantasy game. Lamar was kind of held in check, if I can remember right. And Barkley has been a disappointment, and Jamar Chase just has not been the Jamar Chase as the the early version of Jamar Chase this season. I'm going to take Miami in an upset in this one. I just think that Kansas City is still – I don't want to say going to – I guess I do want to say underperform. I think Tyreek and Kelsey is going to have a down game. Las Vegas knows how to play Kansas City well. Um I I got Miami I got Miami win this one in an upset.
0: And I, I don't hear me as this correcting you because I understand what you're saying. Because you said it I think a couple of y'all said it with the Titans, Eagles, and then the Cowboys, Dolphins. When y'all are saying upset, you're just meaning upset in versus projections. Uh, because both of the teams that y'all have predicted to win actually are the top seed. So the Dolphins are the four seed Cowboys. Are the five, uh, but yeah, when you're talking upset here, you're talking uh, upset over projections. Yes. Logan, what are your thoughts on the matchup?
2: Yeah, um, well, first off, I want to correct you, Travis. You said the Cooper Cup was one of – no, he is the top wide receiver in the NFL right now. He is just an absolute animal. Um, however, um, Antonio Brown is currently in the lineup. He is suspended – um, for being a liar, apparently to the NFL. So, um, so that, that really hurts Miami. And so in order for Miami to, to make this leap to overtake the Cowboys, he's going to need a fantastic Monday night. As, as you pointed out, Travis, you know, um, Kyler Murray's got to have touchdown passes to James Connor and Rondell Moore to put up, you know, have a couple touchdowns himself. um, as well as, you know, sticking Zach Moss into the lineup and praying for a good game there. But a great point there. Saquon's been up and down. Lamar, last time he played Cleveland, had nine points. I don't think it would be quite that low, but like you said, they kept him held in check. Jamar Chase hasn't been that top five wide receiver that he just came out of the gates as. Um, a lot of up and down. You know, Tyreek Hill really had a stinker last year, so actually, so did, or last week's as well as Travis Kelsey. There's, there's a lot of boom and bust here. There's a lot of hopes and prayers. Um, I actually think that it's going to stay relatively close to projection here, and I got Dallas winning by about 10.
0: All right. Andy?
1: You know, you guys bring up a lot of great points. Uh, my favorite one being Travis calling out the Monday night game. He also forgot to mention that Miami's got Matt Prater and L.A. Rams defense. So the majority of his roster is Monday night. and i think you know that's going to be a very high scoring game i think we all know that it would really suck for dallas to go into monday night with like a 40 point lead and have or like six, a
0: 60 point lead
1: yeah and, and have <laughs> six guys left to play on the miami roster and lose we've seen it happen those kinds of things are what fantasy football is all about
0: yeah you know, monday they, is going to be exciting
1: you know, and plus, like, okay, Antonio Brown out of the lineup, put Zach Moss in. Yeah, I would have told told him to start Moss over Rondell Moore, but with Brown out, you got to have both, right? But think about this. Hill and Kelsey coming off duds. Well, Las Vegas is much, much harder against wide receivers than they are tight ends. I, th- I don't think Tyreek Hill is going to have a bounce-back week. I think Kelsey could potentially have something, but I think that that game is, is going to be – more frowning than smiling on Mikey's part. He's not going to see 30-point games from Kelsey and Tyreek. So I think the projections are skewed. Um, I, I I have Miami winning this. Probably about five to eight points, somewhere around there, um, in what would be an epic PTFL Monday Night Comeback.
0: Man, I, I will point out, I do agree Kelsey and Hill had does last week, but I do want to point out that uh, on Thanksgiving, the Cowboys, like I'm pretty sure they threw for like five touchdowns and almost 400 or 450 yards in the air. And so it's still possible for Kansas city, even though they, the Raiders play them well um, and they're, you know, they know them better than the Cowboys do just being a divisional type. Uh, opponent but yeah I I don't think they're going to have monster games but I also don't necessarily believe they're going to be uh, suffocated either so this is another matchup where we're two and two we split that and uh, it's going to be fun to watch but I think we can all agree uh, I think we can all agree that Monday night is going to be super exciting because even if I mean, even if Dallas has a 60 to 70 point lead, I mean, when you've got six players going uh, on Monday night, I mean, anything could happen. You know I mean? I I just wonder at what point, at what point on Sunday night when Mikey goes to sleep, would he be comfortable? (laughs) You
1: know? Yeah. I mean, especially with those guys, like with it being Kyler and Cooper cup on Monday, like that's regardless of the other guys, that is a potential for 60 points between the two of them, you know, like there's like, if I was Mikey, I would need to see like less than 30 points from Miami going into Monday. And I need to have over a hundred.
0: Okay. So you're thinking like 70, cause I was even going to say the more. Christian I would, I would like...
1: be comfortable with, but I would still yeah. never be comfortable
0: going
2: into a yeah. Monday
1: night game like that. Yeah.
0: What do you have a thought, Logan?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to, to say um, I was kind of just checking things out and, I, I thought that Tyreek's uh, Tyreek Hill's projections a little high at 19 and I still do. However, then I'm looking at, uh, his, his performances after single digit games, Whew. 21, 42, you know, he, he tends to, to bounce back pretty big. So we'll see, you know, I, I do think Vegas has done a pretty good job, um, limiting receivers this year. I'm, I'm not sure exactly what their rank is, but, uh, And and Kelsey has been pretty consistent here since Dallas acquired him, putting up about 15 every single week. So we'll see uh, which which version of the two of them are going to show up as well, or really the guy throwing them the football.
0: Um, I I don't want to
1: pile it on. Go ahead. Um, Las Vegas' secondary is the fifth best against receivers in the NFL, but they're the 30. Second against tight ends.
0: So I I don't want to pile it on here or, or try to be a backseat GM, but man, we're looking at the Cowboys and Titans as two teams that traded away talent this year. And I know that Dallas added Kelsey. They made moves to add talent, but we forget they traded Zeke. And that's another guy that they could slot in as a, you know, as a, a flex-type guy, as a depth piece. Um, they, they traded away talent this year, and so did the Titans. And now they're both wild-card teams, and we've seen wild-card teams win it. But it's, you know, that hill to climb would be a lot easier to climb if they had not gotten rid of that talent. I think what's really tough, too, is and, – and, you know, I'm not judging, you know, Mikey's decisions because I think he looked at his team objectively and said, you know, I think I can make the playoffs, but I don't think I can hang with the top-tier teams – in the league and since then a lot of the top tier teams have sold <laughs> you're talking about the patriots you're talking about the titans you're talking about teams that were going in because of injuries or because of way underperformance, that they've decided to sell and and man like i'm wondering what this cowboys team could have been had you had they not just completely not tore down but had they not sold and had they built and uh kind of made a real push to win this thing
2: you know, I've got one more point that I don't understand. I'm surprised that all of us, nobody mentioned it. Dallas has Alvin Kamara as well. <laughs> and he's, he's got still, him on the bench. He's um, still if, hurt. If he like, if he's back, you know, I know he's still recovering from that injury. He's been out for, what, like four weeks now? I mean, Yeah, he listed really- on the
1: injury report on, the, on um, November 10th with an MCL, right. and he's been questionable ever since. And, and
2: he's been limited in practice like every day for the last two weeks. If this is the week he comes back, if they give him that for full workload, you know, do you, you know, there, there could very well be a spot for him in that starting lineup. So that could possibly be,
1: be a big difference maker. I mean, so it says he has an MCL injury. I personally have had, I, right, I currently have basically no meniscus left in my knee and I had a partial MCL tear years ago. So I just tore my knee up, right? And I'm not in the kind of physical shape that Alvin Kamara is, you know, and it was in the military. So, you know, how military medical is, but I wore a brace because of a partial tear for three months. If he's still practicing and all that, it must not be torn. But those kinds of things, it's like a rubber band. It could snap at any moment. And with it, you got to build the strength up. And if they don't think he's good to go by Thursday, they're not going to risk it. Yeah, he had a a career ender. Yeah, it was a sprain. But, yeah, yeah, I hear you. I hear you. You know, and they could take a lot longer to heal from, too. So if he comes back and is playing, yeah, that's ridiculous, you know. But I don't think he's going to play for Mikey this week. All right, well,
0: we're split on this game. And so we will have to let the play on the field determine who is right or wrong here. Uh, Man, I appreciate you guys jumping on. Uh, Any final thoughts about the week? If not, I'll I'll shut us down. Just kind of flash your hand at
1: me if you want. If you got anything else. All right, Andy? Yeah, um, I think it really, like I said, it comes down to managing rosters. You know, all season long, we've talked about if you don't win your division, you got to worry about those buys. And we see it this week with two teams. And now they're going to have to race each other for quarterbacks and see who gets their first kind of thing right? Like one's, one has one good quarterback on, on waivers and one good quarterback not on waivers and two teams wanting quarterbacks. How does it play out? How does that impact the rest of the playoffs? You know, that is one of those things you have to consider. If your team's not good enough to win the division, you have to make the plans accordingly instead of just like, I'm all in and then not make the division, be like, oh, I'm screwed now, right? Like you got to have a got to have a legal lineup so what's everybody gonna do yeah and And it's uh,
0: not like these teams are you know they're they're just uh i'm trying to think of the right word it's not as if these teams are front runners that are getting hampered by this you know really bad rule it's like uh, a couple of these these teams that are in the wild card weekend are six and seven too and so it's just like you're here uh, you're you're fighting you still got a fighting chance there's a lot of us that have finished up the ptfl season or thinking towards 2022 uh, and so you're still in it you still got to fight but yeah it, it is difficult and it, it it just pays to i think as we go into next year people just need to be more conscious of, of those week 14 buys and just go unless i'm really confident that i'm going to win my division maybe i need to move off this guy if he's got a week 14 buy
1: Yeah, that's exactly what I was getting at. And I think it's gonna say a lot about Logan and the Packers. Like, are they gonna just pack up for the winner and save Hubba for next year? Because Hubbard is a key piece that could help them win this weekend.
0: It's tough too, though, because is he gonna help them make up 60 points? You know what I
1: mean? It's the it I guess it's it's competitive integrity, Logan. Let's see what you do.
0: (laughs) No pressure. (laughs)
3: <laughs> exactly. I <laughs> think you hold off on personally. Yeah, I on. would
0: too. But I'm two and eleven, so I'm, okay. I'm going to shut up now. You know,
3: held off
1: on it all year, so.
2: I think, what was it last year that in the in March Madness they had the first sixteen seed that won? So you know, hey, let's, let's ha- let some Cinderellas dance.
1: Exactly. Right. This time of year, it's anybody's game. We'll see if that glass
0: slipper fits Logan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, guys, it's been fun. Looking forward to a great wildcard weekend. And of course, uh, as, as the real NFL playoffs, uh, begin to take shape and we start to see that, um, looking forward to a good month of December and, uh, in our league, our, our championship wraps up in December typically. And so, uh, looking forward to some good playoff football and then looking forward to some college football playoff and things of that nature. As we get into the holiday season, I hope you guys have a great week and uh, we will talk at you next week. Recapping. I'll probably come at you with a Monday update. Uh, probably just focusing in on that Miami versus Dallas game and what's at stake in that uh, final matchup. And uh, we will talk, uh, talk to you next week and, and look at, Uh, the matchups and see who the Ravens, the Bears, the Rams, and the Bengals will face off against in the divisional round.